Welcome to the Awaken Podcast. We are so happy that you have decided to join us. Hopefully, you will find the next few minutes challenging and refreshing as we consider together how God is asking us to respond to His grace. If you are listening because you are unable to join us at our physical location, thank you for keeping in step with us, and we will look forward to seeing you in person next Sunday. If you are joining us from outside of Anchorage, then please drop us a line and let us know where you are listening in from. We would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you are exploring faith for the first time or just trying to figure out what Awaken is about, please don't hesitate to drop us a line and introduce yourself. We welcome any question you might have about life, the Christian faith, or Awaken Church. May God be with you as you listen. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. It's awesome to uh, have you here with us. I think we're going to call this pop-up church. You know, it can be trendy that way. So uh, we have been, as a church, going through a series on wisdom, and I'm not sure if you're going to actually get any more wisdom today or not, but uh, we are going to give it a whirl. Uh, There is a misconception about wisdom, and that is that it is about figuring out things that are hard to understand. Maybe you've had that misconception before. I know that I have had that. If you hear about somebody who was wise, you probably think a little bit along the lines of, this is somebody who like, knows a lot. They have a lot of knowledge. And there is an element to wisdom that is knowledge, but that is not the heart of wisdom. Wisdom is actually pretty simple. Did you know that? Wisdom is pretty simple. And I know I'm deflating wisdom in some of your minds right now because you thought it was this big thing that you could never have or attain was beyond you. Um, it was going to be too hard even for you to fathom. But the reality is that wisdom is actually quite simple. The issue with wisdom is that it calls you to do difficult things. And so wisdom is difficult. It's not hard to understand. In fact, uh, in the beginning of the book of Proverbs, which was written by who we believe to be the second wisest person ever to live. The first wisest person was? Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Good. We've had some people who've been to Sunday school or at least to church before. So Solomon writes Proverbs, and in the the Proverbs early on, he describes wisdom, and he gives this picture of this person calling out in the streets, like going up and down the streets, yelling at people. Uh, At the city gates, which is like the, you know, center area where all the official business was done in the city, wisdom is, is calling out there. Wisdom's not hiding somewhere on the top of a mountain after you climb 800 stairs or something like that. Wisdom is, is in the marketplace, it says, calling out in the marketplace. Not difficult to find. So when you hear the word wisdom, you think about the process of becoming wise. And if in the past you've just become deflated just thinking about that, well, those days are over. Wisdom is actually simple. So I'm going to today give you four just simple things that are wise. 
having to do with relationships. And when I get done with each one, you're probably not going to say, whoa, I never knew that before. That's incredible. This pastor is a genius. You're probably not going to say that. You're probably going to say, well, hopefully you're going to say, that sounds very difficult to actually do that thing. I'm going to need God's help to do that thing. And hopefully you're going to pray a prayer in your heart, asking God to help you do that thing. So the first bit of wisdom, and when, we, when it comes to wisdom about relationships in Proverbs, this is just a very, very small sampling. So uh, my not hidden agenda is that this will just tease you to on your own pick up the Bible, open to the book of Proverbs, or click on your app and search for Proverbs and just start reading. So this is just a sampling. There's so much more, especially about relationships. But the first one is you are what you eat. I mean, you are who you hang out with. So if you are in junior high, you may not know this. But by the time you're in high school, you've probably figured this out. Again, this is not difficult stuff to figure out. It's difficult to do. But the wisdom is you are who you hang out with. Uh, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So if you're in junior high, you want to get ahead of the game, here you go. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So Pretty simple, right? And we know this to be true. It's actually quite a cool promise. Like if you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, I want to be wise. Like what is the, how do, I, how do I get there? What's the process? It's very easy. Hang out with wise people. So right now, just go through your friend list and just start checking people off. Not wise. <laughs> Not wise. And give them a call this afternoon and say, hey, I'm sorry, we're done. <laughs> But this is how it happens. If you hang out with wise people, you are just going to get wise. One of the promises of Proverbs actually is if you will just read this book, at the end of it, you will be more wise. Because you're hanging out with Solomon. And Solomon, well, he's got it going on when it comes to this wisdom thing. And so if you just hang out with wise people, you're going to become more wise wise. That's one of our goals, actually, as we come together as the body of Christ, is hopefully we are pursuing wisdom together, and as people, as we hang out together, hopefully we are gaining in wisdom. What's the wisest thing you could ever do, by the way? Obey the Lord? Fear the Lord. Trying to steal my thunder. He read it once, probably in Proverbs, huh? It says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, so you're close. But remember who the wisest person was. All right, now we're getting closer. Something that Jesus said, and remember what he said was the most important thing to do. 
love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you're ever wondering, what's the wisest thing I can do here? There's your answer. If you hang out with Jesus, uh, wisdom starts to invade your life. Proverbs 15, 12 says, mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. And so now we're entering into the difficult part. You're thinking, oh, easy, I'll just hang out with wise people. I can do that. I mean, assuming they'll want to hang out with me, but, you know, I just get around those people and I'll be wise. There's a cost to hanging out with wise people because people of wisdom they tend to challenge the people around them to be at their very best. They tend to courageously step into confrontation when it needs to be done and let you know that there are some shortcomings in your life. Now who wants to hang out with people of wisdom? Now who wants to have difficult conversations with people who are intent on challenging them to become their best. So, wisdom is not complicated. Wisdom is difficult. Proverbs thirteen eighteen says, If you ignore criticism, you will end up in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. And so if you're willing to be around people who correct you, if you're a child, if you're willing to accept the discipline of your parents, then you will become wise. Why would we do this? Why would we seek after this wisdom? Psalm 1 and verse 1 says, Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. You are who you hang out with. Uh, The second thing, well, first of all, Did you learn something new? That's okay. You can say no. You didn't learn anything new. Was it difficult? Would this be difficult to hang out with these kinds of people? And do you need God's help to accept criticism, to be challenged? The second thing is to watch your tongue. How many of you were told as a child, watch your tongue, boy? I mean, if you were a girl, they would have said girl, but anybody? Yeah, all right. If you were raised by an old school parent, they told you to watch your tongue. And if you were a smart aleck like me, you said, I can't. <laughs> well, Proverbs 15 and verse 28 says, The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Now, you don't even have to be in junior high to understand this. You can understand this early on that the things you say have an impact, a significant impact on the people around you. So if you're interested in having great relationships with others, if you're interested in being successful in your relationships with others, you will pay great attention to what you say. James 1 and verse 19 says that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. And so the imagery is I once took an acting class. 
I should take another. <laughs> All right. This is the problem with these open air services. Hecklers. Hecklers. Somebody teach that guy some respect. Unbelievable. <laughs> Quick to listen, slow to speak. And why does James feel that that needs to be included in the scriptures? Because what? <laughs> because it's not our nature. We do the opposite, right? We're quick to speak. If you're like me, about four or five words into what somebody else is saying, I already have my response and I am focused on how to get my response out. So if it appears that I'm listening to you, I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm already talking to you. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Proverbs 17 and verse 14. James, by the way, is considered like the Proverbs of the New Testament. So that's one reason I'm referencing it. It also goes nicely with what I'm saying. So, uh, Proverbs 17 and verse 14 says, starting an argument is like opening a floodgate. So stop before a dispute breaks out. This is probably a good reminder for you, especially if you're in a close relationship with somebody, maybe you're, you have a spouse, maybe you have a, a uh, roommate, um, you probably have coworkers, you probably have a supervisor or employees under you. And so this might be something to hear. Starting an argument is like opening a floodgate, so stop before a dispute breaks out. Some of you might even be on social media, and this might apply there. Uh, I have a friend who avoids social media at all costs. Only over his cold, dead body, according to him, will he get on social media. And uh, he tells me that Facebook is like inviting everybody into the junior high bathroom. <laughs> Proverbs 18 and starting in verse 19 says, An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. And so even as a child, you figure this out, right? I mean, if you have siblings, oh, you figure out pretty quick the words that bring death. You learn how to poke at your siblings, and then as you get a little bit more advanced, you learn that your parents are pokeable as well. And you learn where to poke them. And then you get a job and you advance in your skills. And then it just keeps going. You get married and then you get very good at it. Hmm. Well, that's the second one. Watch your tongue. Probably didn't learn anything new. But, oh, how difficult it is. James says, in fact, that it's impossible. Simple, but impossible without the help of God. The third thing is how you say it sometimes is more important than what you say. If you're a married person, you know that you can say, I love you in a variety of different ways. Sometimes, it can mean that you love the other person. Sometimes it could be said sarcastically as a jibe. 
depending on how you say it. I'm not recommending that you try this if you haven't, by the way. But how you say something is critical, sometimes even more critical than what you say, because if you don't say it in the right way, sometimes what you said won't be heard or it will be heard in a way that you did not intend for it to be heard. And so more damage can be done. If you are wanting some, some images to think about, um, it's like landing a plane, figuring out how to say something. I'm not a pilot, but I understand there are several elements that you need to get right. You need to get your throttle right. I think you need to get the, like the pitch of the plane just right. And I think if there's a crosswind, you need to figure that out. There's a lot of different things you need to figure out, a lot of elements to landing a plane. There are a lot of elements to saying the right thing in the right way. Men, as they get married, they have to learn this lesson over and over and over again. Because women generally are paying attention a lot, it turns out, a lot to the way that we as men speak to them. Like a lot. And we just have to keep learning that over and over. Um, Proverbs 16 and verse 24 says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. I know a few people who don't like honey and I cannot understand them. Honey is the most amazing thing on earth, I feel. And so I love this analogy. Sweet words are like honey to the soul. When you have a sore throat, you a little honey on there, it is wonderful. And man, if you can figure out the right thing to say, and if on top of that, you can figure out how to say it rightly, oh man, it's gonna go well for you. Proverbs 15 and verse one says, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Um, I got into a little <clears throat> billing conversation with one of our vendors for our construction company this week. And I questioned something. And the vendor sent an email back to me that was the beginning of a tit-for-tat going back and forth argument. And it's a good thing that I was preaching on this this week. And I had these passages of scripture at the forefront of my mind because my response back was a complete, you know, conciliatory, I want out. I'm out of this conversation. Um, it was as quick and as polite and non-confrontational as possible. Because this is somebody that we have a working relationship with. It's a very important relationship. And I did not want to start any kind of grievance with this person. Uh, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. I went back and read my previous email and thought, ah, I know what happened. I went a little too far. 
James 1 and verse 26 says, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. That's tough. Not hard to understand, right? Probably didn't learn anything new, but incredibly difficult to apply. But what do the scriptures say about difficult things that God calls us to? It says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working within our mortal bodies. And so these things are possible for us. It is possible for us to use kind and gentle words to to think through what we are saying and how we are saying it and to deliver it at the right time. It is possible. The last one is this. And if you've ever been in any kind of relationship, and everybody has, so this includes all of you, this is critical. And that is to forgive quickly. Another way to say forgive quickly is to say, get over yourself. So, Proverbs 17 and verse 9 says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it speak or but dwelling on it separates close friends. So if one person just decides to be bitter over it and just dwell on it and think about it, think about how much they've been hurt, how much they've been wronged, how much their rights have been violated. If one person is doing that, then that friendship, that's not gonna happen. That relationship is gonna break apart. Uh, You have to learn to forgive quickly. Um, Last night, Heidi and I got into an intense argument. You see, I like wool shirts. Anybody else passionate about wool shirts? Yeah? You people. The nice thing about a wool shirt is that it helps you not stink. I mean, I'll just get right to that point. Because wool is like odor eating. Naturally antimicrobial, to get technical on you. So I like wool shirts because I don't like to smell. Do you like smelling me? No, you don't want to smell me. So I wear wool shirts. Well, one thing about wool shirts is you, you don't wash them in hot water. You wash them in cold water. There's not a lot of things that need to be washed in cold water, and so we have a separate pile at our house. And when I'm ready for things to be for wool to be washed, I put them in that pile. But the other thing about wool is you can wear them multiple times without washing them. Now, don't let this gross you out, because they are naturally antimicrobial. Now you're learning something, right? <laughs> and so, what I don't always do is. I don't always wear it and throw it right into that cold pile. I put it in a place in my closet where I could wear it again. Like I might wear it out for like a nice outing once, but now it's a little dirty. So now I'm going to wear it where I might sweat in it a little bit, like a hike. You guys getting my system? All right. Well, we have a rule that whenever, when I say we, I mean I have a rule. That whenever she's doing a cold laundry wash, She's going to notify me so I can get the things that I want into the pile. You guys, are, are you seeing where this is going? Well, last night she did a load without asking me. And I had things that I needed to have washed. You guys are seeing this, aren't you? And to make it worse, my mother-in-law was there 
as well. Seeing this intense argument. I haven't forgiven her yet. <laughs> Proverbs 19 and verse 11. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Um, on a serious note, I just I bring that up whenever I can with Heidi just to have a little fun. Uh, in, in fact, my daughter's gotten in on it. And she made me a nice card that tells me how to do laundry. <laughs> it's very clear. <laughs> Step two, grab soap, grab a soap pod from the closet and chuck it in with the clothes. So I'm all set. But sometimes there are some serious things that come up. Sometimes there are some difficult things to forgive. And so wisdom is simple, but it is difficult. Proverbs 20 and verse 9, and this is what's critical for us to keep in mind. Solomon asked the rhetorical question, who can say, I have cleansed my heart? I am pure and free of sin. Who can say that? And the answer is no one. So there's never a situation where you have the right to say, I'm not going to forgive you. Wisdom is not easy. Following Jesus is not easy. All are welcome. Wisdom is shouting in the street. Everyone is welcome. Wide is the street. But narrow is the path. Matthew 7. And starting in verse 13. Jesus says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for, the, for many choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. And only a few ever find wisdom because wisdom is difficult. But I pray that you will find it. And I pray that I will find it. And by hanging out together, we will gain wisdom. Join me in prayer. Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to meet outside. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity to meet freely in worship. We ask, Lord, that you would help us gain wisdom, that you would give us the courage to step into obedience and to do these right things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you guys would please stand. I'm going to send you off with a reading from James chapter 3, starting in verse 13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Amen. All right, thank you guys. Have an awesome week. We'll see you Wednesday or next Sunday, if not before. Thank you again for listening. It is a joy to be able to share God's truth with you. Hopefully you found this teaching helpful to your understanding of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's world. 
and hopefully you are inspired to take a further step of faith. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you continue your journey. If you live in the Anchorage area, you are welcome to join us any Sunday. And we have an Awaken 101 event every six weeks, and this is also a great way to find out more about our church. Please sign up for that event by going to the events tab at our website, awakenalaska.com, and looking for Awaken 101. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, and we will see you next week.